Hey folks, welcome to the Astrology Show. This is Kira, I'm your host, and I have a great episode for you today. Um, it's all about the IC. Yes, that point at the bottom of our charts. Um, I've been really excited about this episode and it was really, really, really nourishing um, and grounding to record. So I'm excited to share it with you. Um, let's see, what do I have to share with you ahead of that? We have a workshop coming up for the 11th house. Um, Ari Felix, who is a friend of the show, um, saltwater stars will be presenting a workshop called poetic contemplation with your time Lord. Um, and yeah, it's sort of like a writing workshop, but it's poetic. <laughs> and um, I think it's going to be a really good one, um, especially if you like to reflect on, you know, certain planets. And especially if you're working with the Time Lord, this can be really, really enriching and nourishing for you. So um, I implore you to check it out. Um, we open doors. Oh, that's, that's going to be April 9th, Saturday, April 9th. And we are opening doors to the 11th house shortly after that too. So hop on the wait list if you're interested, um, more to share on that. But yeah, I mean, the 11th house is a really fun place to be on the, on the astro internet. Um, we have lively discussions coming on happening <laughs> um pretty much 24 7 on our discord channel and then we have our new moon and full moon meetups where you get to have time to connect with other members um face to face screen to screen <laughs> um yeah and then we have our guest workshops we have monthly reading trades and not to mention all of the free content you get access to, um, and a lot of more stuff, a lot of more things. <laughs> you get to um, come to Vunujan Afternoons live. Um, you get early access of the astrology show. So lots of cool perks for joining with joining the eleventh house. And um, essentially, it's just a really great way to supplement your education and move towards more fluency in astrology. Um, I think in order to be fluent or to reach a level of fluency, you have to speak the language, you have to connect with other people, you have to find community that also speaks the language, right? With any language is that that's the case. So the 11th house provides tons of opportunities to do so every month. And we have a lot of fun in there. <laughs> so I hope you'll join us. Um, yeah, and I have some, some workshops coming up in April, um, this, well, this weekend, March 26th and 27th, we have, um, which is evolution where I'm, I'm giving a talk called signatures of a witch's birth chart. And you can join us virtually for that. Um, and then there's also a live component as well here in, in LA. So check that out. Um, and then, yeah, I'm doing a workshop in LA, April 16th, and then one in New York, April 23rd. So we have a lot of cool in-person stuff coming up as well. Um, 
and then Norwalk. <laughs> if you're going to Norwalk, I'll be there. I'm speaking and we'll be hanging out as well. So lots of cool opportunities to connect um, over the next couple months. And I hope you do. I hope to see you either IRL or in person. Um, yeah, I guess that's all I have for you right now. I will let you get into this amazing episode. Um, I really hope you enjoy it. I certainly did. Hey, Taylor. Hey, Palace. How's it going? Hello. It is delightful to be here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Good now that I'm here with you, too. Yeah, welcome back um, to both of you. Excited to, to get the two of you, especially in this space together, um, to talk about the IC. And yeah, I was just saying, like, I couldn't, I couldn't decide whether to be like, let's talk about Chiron, or let's talk about the IC, or let's talk about both. <laughs> and we were just talking about how, you know, a lot of Chiron transits kind of brought you to IC work or has been involved in your IC work. So maybe both will come up. But um, yeah, this is exciting to kind of dive deep into this particular part of the chart. And I think it's interesting that um, I did, I kind of talked about Saturn with both of you in different ways. Like Palace, we did the Saturn episode together with Zamboni and Taylor, we did an episode on the 12th house and hypnosis. And we talked uh-huh. a lot about Saturn then too. Um, so, and both, I think we're in season one. Yeah. So if anyone's interested, um, in other, other appearances of both Taylor and Palace on the show, definitely check out those episodes. And of course you both were on, um, this season, (laughs) familiar faces, familiar voices. Uh, Taylor, you joined us for the water signs episode that just launched today when we're recording this, um, February 17th. But um, yeah, and then that was episode four. Palace, you came on episode three to talk about cusp. Um, that was fun. So yeah, <laughs> welcome back. Thanks. Uh, um, it is fun to get to chat with you this time, Palace. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Same mutual. Mm-hmm. I think all three of us have twelfth house Saturns. Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> And Kira, you pointed out to me earlier today that we all have like a two in our yeah, human, human design. design. And so that, nice. yeah. I was kind of like, Kira, like twos find each other. And you were like, palace two. And I was like, yeah. Oh Amazing. That's so true. What's your other number, Taylor? Uh, five. five. I am right. a okay. heretic. <laughs> heretic. I'm like, no, nothing is real. <laughs> False. <laughs> great it's a good time it makes it's a good sense time. yeah i think and palace we're, we're both two fours right oh, two fours okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah okay yeah not paradoxical at all at all totally not integrated. super <laughs> mutable confusing <laughs> okay. yeah yeah um i gotta do a human design episode I need to learn so much more about like this whole yeah. world. It's every toe I dip into it is just fascinating. Exactly. This um, makes so much sense. Anyway, I feel like I've learned just enough the the language to sort of mm-hmm. like pass if it comes up. <laughs> Otherwise, I like know nothing about it. Yeah, it sounds like we know way <laughs> more than we do. Curious. Probably a lot of people totally. are finding it right, and it's yeah. like there's always something 
There was something interesting about that when a modality really like, yeah, becomes mm-hmm. a cluster for people. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. More on that and another on another episode um, <laughs> in the future. Um, just planting seeds now. For, planting seeds for exactly <laughs> also just worth it to note we're recording this on the exact literally like 60 degrees zero minutes exact jupiter uranus sextile um and that just feels really nice i mean yeah it's like op- exactly opposite my jupiter my jupiter is in virgo at 11 virgo having this jupiter opposition uranus trine to my chart ruler and i just feel good happy to be here with you guys um, so yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's there going to be people who are listening to this episode, um, for the first time, or this might be their first time hearing or seeing or being introduced to you guys. So let's do our intros, um, SMR, your practice, yada, yada, <laughs> uh, Palace, why don't you start? Sure. Mm, I'm Palace. I am currently in Jojoaca, which is colonially known as Montreal. It is an amazing island, a little quiet currently the past couple years, but um, stewarded by the Ganyanaka people of the Haudenosaunee Confederacy. I am plant sitting here. My practice consists mostly of one-on-one client work, a lot of return clients. I'm also currently a like longer-term consultant for arts projects, which is sort of new and fun. Um, and I'm in a training program to become a practitioner in an ancestral lineage healing modality, Mm. which is taking up a lot of time and energy. And then also I'm in the final throes of writing and editing a little book. So yeah, that's my life. (laughs) A little book, a little book that happens to be about what? It's about the IC. Oh, it just okay. so happens. What? Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. So I'm sure you'll have a lot to say um, in this episode then about this topic. <laughs> I'm assuming I have a lot. I have a lot to edit. <laughs> yeah. So so Virgo right now. Yeah. Um, awesome. Welcome back. Thanks. And Taylor, how about you? Yeah. I am, I feel, I'm so excited to learn from Palace. Palace, we'll just practice your editing on us. We'll just edit oh, in I real time. Oh, I SMR. Oh, oh do yeah, it, do actually, it, go. Yeah. I'm a, sorry. I'm a I just realized sun that too. And a Sag moon rising. And um, I have a Pisces IC. Yeah, yeah, we should share our ICs. Okay, good. Totally. So you said Virgo sun, Sag moon, and rising, Pisces IC, mutable AF. You mind sh- sharing your Jupiter placement? Jupiter and Aquarius. And I actually have a Jupiter Uranus sextile. Oh, Because I'm a Uranus and Sag generation. So awesome. Sweet. Um, Taylor, welcome back. Thanks. Um, I am, oh my God, where did I start? Um, I I am a Pisces sun, Pisces moon, Capricorn rising uh, with an Aries IC. Can't wait to talk about that. Um, I'm in Long Beach. I'm from I'm from Los Angeles, and I've returned home. Um, my practice is also largely one-on-one. I work both with astrology and hypnosis, um, which is what we talked about in our 12th house time together. Um, I have just finished 
editing a tarot deck, and so that's Yay. very exciting. Um, I've been putting that in my bio for like the past two years, so now it's real. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> did it. Um, so that's very exciting and feels very uh, Jupiterian. And speaking of, Jupiter is in Pisces for me at 29 degrees, conjunct my little moon there. So uh, in my third house. What else? Did I forget anything? I think I, I think I did it. <laughs> I think I did it. You I'm definitely in, did it. I'm in school studying clinical psychology. There we go. I'm going to, like, merge astrology and therapy and just, like, open up astral avenues to <laughs> healing. So yes, yes. look forward to that. <laughs> I'm really amazing. feeling the Jupiter right now. <laughs> Jupiter just yeah. passed my son, so I'm like, it's like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, um, and like, not only, like, yeah, you are Pisces sun and rising, um, and you have Jupiter, or sorry, Pisces sun and moon is what I meant to yeah, say. Yeah, and, and Mercury's in there too. And, and Mercury, and you have yeah, Jupiter and Pisces. Um, but, and you so. might think, oh, Great, good thing you're a Capricorn rising. Well, guess where, you, guess where Saturn is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Neptune's on my ascendant. So just like the Saturn, least Capricorn, exactly. Capricorn. <laughs> just like Saturn and Sag in the 12th. Um, yeah, uh, Neptune on the ascendant. It's, it's really, we're, Big Daddy Jupe is loud right now in this crew, just so y'all know. <laughs> yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Even though I'm wearing my Saturn oh, earrings, I think I like I just intuitively picked this because all three of us are like t- rejoicing Saturn, totally um, hermit two two line hermit folks. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm my Sun Moon rising. If if you guys don't know, um, I'm a Scorpio Sun Aries Moon Pisces rising um, with Jupiter and Virgo, and my IC is in Gemini which is ruled by my Mercury and Sag, exactly opposite, on exactly on top of my midheaven. So I have a lot of thoughts about what I see from this, like, detrimental um, perspective of myself. So let's get into it. Oh, before, I don't know why I'm, like, so intense about this, but I'm like, we have to say how we know each other. <laughs> I think it's, like, being, like, a seventh house person. I'm just, yeah. like... Also, I have a Jupiter-Uranus trine natally, um, exact, you know, Jupiter-Uranus trine, so that's being aspected right now, too, by Jupiter and Uranus sextile. Cool. I love that. Cool Minor square. Minor, I oh, have interesting. Uranus right at the yeah. end of Sag, and then Jupiter right at the end of Pisces, so. And it's Jupiter it's, day right now that Jupiter we're recording. Day. And it just feels like mm. this was all meant to be. <laughs> it really does. It's a divine moment. Um, it is. That's a 12th um, house Saturn thing, too. I was like, you can't even help it. You can't avoid it. Oh, yeah, the timing it's here. piece. It's just happening. Yeah. yeah. We, just, we just end up right on time all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Love that. Except the mutability thing. <laughs> mm, yeah, that might, that might interfere no a little bit. <laughs> um, but, yeah, Palace and I met um, at Norwalk 2019, talking about our 12th house Saturns yeah. <laughs> um, and Taylor and I met I think at your influx party 
at like the Influx launch party, I think okay. is where we met. I was in gonna person. say we met through Aaron. Yes, Aaron Shipley. Aaron was um, leaving and was like, "You need yeah, you two to need know to these people I care about." Uh, you know, you know what? We met the first time at Alice Sparkly Cats. Oh, book launch event. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, such sweet memories. Wow. Oh, I'm like missing I get New York. Back on the, yeah. on the show. Yeah. Oh. oh, and like real spaces and and just meeting. And also, I might you. come say hi to you on Saturday if you're if you're free. Excellent. I'm driving. I'm <laughs> driving down. <laughs> I'm driving yes. down to have dinner with another Pisces that lives in Long Beach. Excellent. Because <laughs> I know so many Pisces that live there. Marcella. It's a good place for Long Beach. <laughs> it's for Pisces. Many. It's true. Yeah. It's right true. on the water. Absolutely. Um, okay. Now we'll get into it. Sorry, folks. This is just, again, we're, it's super Pisces right now. Totally. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get into it. The IC. So when I say the IC, we are referring to um, a point in your chart that usually depending on the house system you use, will be somewhere around the fifth, fourth, or third house. Usually, most most of the time, I think, I don't know if it's like okay to say most of the time, because I really don't know the percentages here, but I'm going to assume <laughs> it's mostly in the fourth house, um, especially if you're using quadrant systems, and this is the this is the point in your chart that begins your fourth house, is the cusp of your fourth, fourth house. Um, if you're using whole sign houses, then it can fall anywhere between the third, fourth, or fifth house. Um, in extreme cases, the second or sixth house as well. Um, but yeah, this is an angle in the chart. This is a point. And we have four points, four angles in the chart um, that are pretty critical points in the chart. Um, critical degrees, you could say. Um, the ascendant, which usually looks like an AC on a chart that you might look at on a computer software or something or an app. Um, and that is the ascendant. That's the point of the Eastern horizon. Um, and is related to the self, the identity, the body. Then we have the point directly opposite that, the descendant, which is essentially the Western horizon and um, represents the, the other, you know, partners, relationships, um, yeah, our one-on-one -on -one sort of dealings. And then we have two other points that aren't, um, aren't really marked by the horizon. It's not marked by, like, this visible, you know, phenomena, <laughs> phenomenon like the horizon is. Um, and that's the midheaven and the IC. The midheaven, the MC, um, is usually what floats in the 10th, 11th, or 9th house sometimes. And even, again, in extreme cases, it could end up in the 8th or the 12th. Um, but, yeah, it's essentially the 10th house cusp. And this point um, represents sort of like the highest point in the sky that planets get um, before they before they start to set towards the west. So we can say it's like a culmination point in the sky. Um, and yeah, if you think about, you know, how the sun rises on the eastern horizon for a couple hours, it's rising, rising, rising. It gets to that point around 12 o'clock noon, um, you know, depending on the time of the year, but around noon when um, it's reached the highest point it's going to get before it starts to 
you know, kind of pivot towards the Western horizon. Um, and that point, that high point is the midheaven. Um, usually looks like an MC on your chart if you're looking at it um, on a software or something. And then we have the point directly opposite that. And that's the point we're talking about today, the IC. Um, it's the lowest point in the sky. It's weird to say in the sky because it's like the sky that we can't see. Um, but the, the lowest point underneath the Earth um, that planets get before they start to rise again towards the eastern horizon. So again, if we're using the sun as an example, the sun sets on the west, nighttime falls, and from that point forward, it's sort of like traveling underneath the earth, um, traveling you know, through the sixth house, through the fifth house, fourth house, third house, second house, until it gets to the first house again and rises on the east. So again, it reaches this sort of culmination point, this anti-culmination point, you could say, um, Bef where it pivots to, to go from descending to ascending towards the east. Um, and yeah, that's the IC. That's, and that's the point in the chart that, well, we'll talk about that. I didn't, I didn't say what the midheaven was. The, the highest point in the chart, the midheaven, um, tends to be related to our reput reputation, our career, our profession, um, the titles and roles that we take on, um, and yeah, our, like I said, our reputation, how we're seen in the public, whereas the IC is going to be what's opposite that. It's, it's the things like where we are in private, where we're rooted, our home and our family. Um, and yeah, let's get into that point. So <laughs> there's some other names for the IC, right? We, um, it's also called, referred to as the Nadir. Um, and the, I think the IC stands for M.M. Coeli, is that correct? I say M.M. <laughs> Chaley because I'm like a recovering <laughs> Catholic and so do like church Latin. But I'm you already learned it. Yeah. I'm like, yes, <laughs> tell me, yes, Palace, tell me. Oh. Yeah, Palace, tell us more if you know more about the like the the meaning behind the, the words. Yeah, sure. So it's Latin, of course. Um Imam is like below or the the deepest or the lowest, and then Shaley is like the sky, basically, or heavens. Mm. It's used in like um, um to describe the like actual heaven too. So when we're saying Imam Shaley, we're saying either like the lowest point in the sky or below, mm, not below the bottom of the sky. Mm. I kind of my favorite sort of poetic one, which I don't say out loud a lot, but in my head I think of it as like deepest heavens. Mm, that's that, beautiful that's so the icy is like the deepest heavens mm. cool mm. cool yeah where does nadir come from i think yeah. astronomically the nadir is technically the opposite of the zenith so okay. if we're getting really nerdy and like some people might want to those are somewhat they're a little bit different than yeah. the midheaven icy but in parlance we just yeah we call it the zenith and the nadir that would be the, gotcha. just the two opposites yeah okay cool we won't go, go into that no no, <laughs> no no need no need um but yeah let's talk about like some some things we will traditionally associate with the icy um 
Yeah, I mean, I kind of we kind of have the like very basic phrase "home and family," right? Um, <laughs> that's like the immediate thing that comes to mind when, when we refer to the IC. But the thing about the IC, and well, any of the angles really, um, they they are associated with the angular houses, the the topics that they're associated with. But the the points, the angles, are like these sensitive points that like directly refer to those things. So. Um, and the fact that the MCIC axis can fall into other houses that aren't just the angular, the two angular houses adds a lot of depth and, um, nuance to, to those, how those points are interpreted, interpreted. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, um, just starting from home and family, like, what does that mean? Cause we're looking at again, like the, the bottom of the chart, like the lowest part of the chart. And so when you think of like the lowest part of something, that's the foundation, that's, that's the base, you know, that's the root. And I think of roots a lot when it comes to ice, to the IC. I feel like a lot of, a lot of astrologers do. Um, yeah. Taylor, do you have things popping off in your brain around <laughs> just like some some basic significations of the IC. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, while you were talking, I was sort of re just rethinking in my mind, kind of coming into the IC myself. Um, and I think I kind of started to think about it as like our connection to source, like whatever source is, whatever source feels like. Um, and, and kind of being like an astrological umbilical cord, <laughs> like where in space, like, are you coming in from? Um, and that being a channel that kind of goes both ways. Um, and because there's sort of flow into and out of this source space, um, it kind of started to make sense to me that it is a complex angle that shows us about both who we may be innately, but also sort of the nurturing that we received and, and whether sometimes those things are in alignment and sometimes those things are, are not. And sometimes, yeah, <laughs> totally. And um, I think exploring it that way and kind of looking at the other relationships to the IC, what planets are speaking to that space, um, what other connections are happening, we can kind of see like influences to and around that space that show us more about the stories about what sort of nurturing we both desire and also were given and kind of exploring the nuance of like, when did I, when did I want this versus like, when was it just my circumstance that was happening? And like, how do I kind of reconcile that for myself now as a person who's grown out of a home space or a childhood space. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, there, there's that thought. <laughs> yeah. That just sort of like... <laughs> no, I, I feel nourished by that. Yeah, I mean, especially the last part around, like, what, what do, where do I come from, basically, is, what, is kind of what I like to say with the IC. It's like, where do you come from? Um, and... And how do I feel about that, basically? Like, what parts of that really did nourish me and what parts of that, what parts of that didn't? But also, like, thinking about becoming an adult and separating from the child home. Like, how, what parts of that do I bring with me? And, like, how do I resolve that patterning that was not aligned? Um, 
I think of a lot about that. I think especially during the Saturn return and just, yeah, lots of fourth house IC stuff. Um, oh, yeah, and you yeah. just had the north node passing over your IC. So I bet yeah, that's... Yeah, had I had an eclipse exactly on top of it. <laughs> yeah. Casual, casual. <laughs> Super. Yeah. Chill. Yeah, so we lots of thought about to that it, space. But yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, how about you, Palace? What's what's popping up for you? That was all super beautiful. I feel the I feel the need to refer people to some astronomy if they do want to get nerdy, and it relates to this rootedness, right? So, um, you both probably know the work of Gemini Brett. He's like the astronomer for astrologers guy, um, and he discusses the angles like the ascendant is like where you rise and the midheaven is reach and then the descendant is rest and then of course the IC is root and so if people want to know more about the actual sky math about these angles and why they have these associations I would say go check out his work um yeah and I think the angles as places we enter into and so the umbilical cord the connection to source really resonates with me where it's like I think of the ascendant descendant as where we sort of enter into like ourselves into relationships and then the midheaven and this relates to you know Saturn return stuff and there's all sorts of reasons for that right um sort of like how we enter into authority right and then that I see as this point of, yeah, like how we, how we enter into ourselves. Right. And there's, there's a connection with the soul. There's a connection with, um, yeah, source with these pieces of ourselves that we, that are there. We're not always aware of them. Right. And this relates to childhood conditioning, right. This relates to all sorts of, um, associations we might have, especially for like the third, fourth, fifth, Right? And how those like, yeah, how those impact um, how we grow up too and like how we die, right? And like traditionally, like the fourth house is also in mundane astrology, it's like property and real estate, right? It's like the literal earth. Um, mm -hmm. Like in horary, I think it's like earth. And mm -hmm. then, yeah, it's also where the dead live. I mean, the dead live everywhere on the chart, but, you know, the fourth is, <laughs> it's like, it's it's where we're buried, too, right? And so right. it has, it has, um, uh, Aaron Sullivan, who's very influential on my own um, work, especially on this topic, she talks about, like, the womb and tomb, right? And how that's, like, a very fourth house, but then also associated to the IC because of that. Cycles. <clears throat> wow. Mm. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's like very much where we come from and where we end up returning to, you know? Um, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And the association with the earth and land is huge as well. Um, I like to say it's, it's the fourth house is your homeland or that connection to any sense of homeland, whether that's like where you grew up or where your people are from, um, that's a big piece as well. And, and yeah, just your connection to land in, in general, um, real estate, et cetera. Um, and then just homes too. I would say any sort of like 
building spaces as well, you know, if we're talking super general, um, any sort of like construct constructing of, of a space or building um, would feel, kind of fit into the, the fourth as well. Um, and then, of course, the father. The father is a really traditional association with the fourth house. And um, I often get people questioning that. Like, I thought it was the mother. Why, why would it be the father? Um, I would say, in general, parents show up in the fourth house, right? Like, when things are happening at home, like, you know, to one of your parents, like, that will usually show up in the fourth house. But specifically, um, father is associated with the fourth because, because of these things like land, um, and also things like heritage, right? Like, like what, like, yeah, I don't know if legacy is the right word, but, um, but heritage is probably a good word. Like your last name, you know, is tends to be from the paternal line. Um, and any land that you, that you receive, um, you know, <clears throat> excuse me, land it tends to be passed down through, not tends to, as in not necessarily nowadays, but historically <laughs> has been passed down through the paternal line. Um, and so that's a couple reasons. Do you guys have any other thoughts about that or additions to like the fourth house father or even like family um, connection? I can say something, yeah. Um, I mean, there's lots around this uh, and the distinctions between like the father and the mother, which is you know often false in people's lives anyway. Um, I think that both can happen, of course, and like you're saying, I think both parents being associated with the IC makes a lot of sense. Not just both, all parents, right? Um, and of course, when the IC is in the third, it also brings in the siblings. And then when the IC is in the fifth, it brings in the children, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's like a whole kind of the IC itself away from the actual house topics it's in really pulls in kind of all those familial associations. And then all those, um, those like neighborhood, community, home, right? So having brings all those in too. There's... One of the ways I think it is interesting to designate, like the I see as the father or the paternal figure, not necessarily a dude, you know, um, and the midheaven is the mother or like maternal figure, not necessarily a woman, um, is when you're doing like derived houses, looking at ancestry. That's like one mm. of my favorite ways to use this association. So it's like, and this is something I learned from Melanie Reinhardt. Um, so it's like your, your fourth house, um, if you're looking at your father's father, you'll look at your seventh house because it's the fourth from your fourth, mm -hmm. right? And you can kind of like go all the way around and look at all of your, look at the, the planets that rule those angles will often be who that person kind of shows up as. It's like a little fun trick for that one. I so like, that. yes. I see as the father is reductive for sure, but also there are ways in which it's really helpful mm -hmm. to yeah, be reductive. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> right. definitely. And that's, that's astrology in general. It's like your seventh house is your partner and also your enemy. So <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah, also, exactly. also your, your battle yes. opponent. Yeah. So, um, yeah, cool. Yeah. I think 
That's a good point you bring up about, about like if the IC falls in the third, it like brings a a greater, I guess like, um, it kind of sensitizes that that space a little bit more. So, yes, it's connected to the family, but siblings, maybe extended family, um, yeah, cousins, like might be a big part of that family story for you. Um, maybe if it's in the in the Fifth house, yeah, like children um, might be a really big part of that family story for you too. So that's a really good point. Um, yeah. Anything, anything else we want to talk about? Just like basic IC associations. Yeah, I think um, I think it is Melanie Reinhardt who I got this from. Palace, your Virgo is like, you're so good with your sources. And I'm having such a Pisces Mercury moment of like, where did I get this? <laughs> Where did this come from? <laughs> um, it's, a well, it's a balance. It's a balance. It's all good. Totally. Um, but I do think it is Melanie Reinhardt um, also who spoke about um, sort of historically speaking um, the potential for the father to be an unknown figure and that being connected to the IC in the fourth house where the tenth house reflecting the mother is socially, culturally, historically speaking, the mother we interact with most frequently. Um, and that's, all, that's, that's definitely interesting and tied to my, um, like my exploration of my IC. So maybe we'll get into that more mm-hmm. later. But um, yeah, just wanted to add that to, to this, um, just yeah. to kind of add that contrast of like, it, yeah, you know, Kira, you were saying like last name and like land and stuff. And then the other end of that being like, I don't know this person <laughs> or like I, mm-hmm. this person's hidden from me. Um, yeah, no, that's that's a point, actually. I'm glad you brought up because I that's when I tend to bring up as well when talking about the fourth house and associated with the father. Paternity can be kept secret and be, can be kept private. Um, it's a lot less likely that maternity is a secret. Um, and not to say it doesn't happen, and that will definitely show up in the chart if that's the case, right? But like, just in, in regards to the, the midheaven being associated with the mother, um, yeah, it's more likely that you'll be seen with the mother or maternal figure um, out in public, just historically speaking. So yeah, that's a really good point. The, the difference between public with the 10th house and the midheaven and private with the IC um, is, is, plays out really well in that scenario. Um, yeah, yeah, there's a piece about how the mother came to be associated with the IC too, right? Which is like the 12-letter alphabet thing when mm-hmm. cancer became um, when cancer became the fourth. And so it's like, there's ways in which I love that, you know, I've studied with Mark Jones. I love the like developmental model of the houses Mm -hmm. and the signs, you know, but I think that's kind of how it does come to us and where that like confusion between, um, the tradition and then more modern associations, just if anyone was trying to trace that. And you can kind of see like the inverse where like the mother would traditionally be the one at home with you, sort of nurturing you and taking Mm -hmm. care of you. And like the father would be the one you're looking up to and kind of like wanting to emulate or like bring honor to in some way. And so Mm -hmm. that makes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Ah, I love this. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But I think it's in general fair to just look at, the fourth house as the parents, the par- the parental unit, the family in general. Um, there's so many different like 
levels to, I like to say like the spectrum, there's like fractals within the spectrums, right? Like <laughs> the spectrum of the, the IC in and of itself, it could be so many different things. Um, it can manifest in so many different, in so many different significations. Um, yeah, yeah. So part of the reason why I asked the two of you to come on here is because both of you have done um, projects specifically centered around the IC. And um, I wanted to talk to you guys about them. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Taylor, do you want to start and tell sure. us a little bit more about your, um, yeah, the research you've done and, yeah, give, sure. give it to us. It's, I like starting because I feel like it'll be a little appetizer for the work that Palace is doing. <laughs> Here's the intro for, like, your whole book. Um, yeah, so the, the IC journey has been on the newer side for me. Um, and I think much like all, many of us come to astrology in the first place, it started off as kind of a curiosity about myself. Uh, and we said earlier, you know, I'm very Pisces and I have a very strange Capricorn rising, but lots of, lots of earth and water. And then I have this Aries I see and nothing else in Aries. Uh, and it's ruled by a Mars and Taurus. So <laughs> very much like not knowing what it's what it's supposed to be doing. And I kind of came to this place where I, you know, I knew all these other things about my chart and I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm nice and I love people and like, I just want to be responsible, but why am I angry also? <laughs> like, what is this like, what is this like rage that burns in me? And like, there are no planets that know how to express this. So like, what's, what's happening? Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then I came to this, to this IC place and I thought this, I've never, no one's really talked to me about this. I've never like dug into this space and this is my Aries. I have Aries in me and I was the last person who would have thought that that would have been true at all. So, um, this also was happening. We, right before we started recording, we talked a little about Chiron and this was happening as Chiron was coming for my 11 degree Aries North node. So I'm clearly here to figure out what Aries means. Um, and so that sort of brought up a lot of, a lot of that anger, a lot of that unresolved childhood anger of like, no one ever showed me anything or like, I was alone. Um, and so I really started wanting to get to know this space. Um, and it's interesting to me that you can have nothing else going on connected to it, and yet you feel it very potently. It's very much um, a core part of you. And so in my exploration, um, lots of reading, Melanie Reinhardt, absolutely, um, and just um, wanting to get a sense of how this space functions and um, I don't know, informs all of these other parts of us. And so if this is our root, if this is sort of what is core within me, this is supporting all of the other, you know, this is carrying the other parts of my chart. And so I should really get to know who's in here, <laughs> like what is happening. Um, and I think last year we had, a, there was a lot of just like inner child stuff going around. Everyone's just sort of talking about like my inner child, my inner child. And same, I was like, oh my God, I'm so angry and I don't know what to do. Um, and I think a big part of that too is that I also moved into a space where I'm finally able to kind of like have a sense of autonomy in my home. And so that brought up a lot of those old 
feelings of like, you've never really had this place. And so like, no wonder you've looked in here before. So I, my project became named Exploring the Inner Child Through the IC because that was literally what I was doing. I was like, I want to know what these stories are. Who's ruling this IC? That alone tells me so much about whether or not that IC feels agency, whether or not um, you know, that recognition opened the conversation or the question for me of this is both who I am but also not always what I wanted. <laughs> uh, and recognizing that a planet in detriment ruling this space um, as well as the other conversations with aspects uh, around that space could really reveal um, what is desired there as well as what interfered with getting those things. And that sort of double-edged sword very literally for me in Aries of like I both am this by nature but also these situations occurred and I didn't necessarily like them but they were who they were what was happening and they have made up who I am um, so yeah so I did this three part series um, of exploring the inner child through the IC the last one was all about Chiron and its relationship to the IC um, and it was so fun to just get to kind of explore people's charts in a new way. It was like I was looking at people's charts that I had already read before and just seeing new information, um, getting these stories about what childhood was like for us and why we're still sort of carrying around some of these, some of this un, I don't know, unprocessed baggage or um, why my why why are we all crying about my inner child like why are we all out here like freaking out about this tiny person that was left behind inside of us um so it was really fun to um get to i don't know open up open up my eyes in a new way to something that i felt so familiar with already in terms of chart reading um and yeah so i think that's something i hope to Maybe, you know, last year it was sort of just like a, I'm learning stuff, let's hang out and chat about it. And so it'd be fun to kind of go back and, you know, formalize that in a, in a new way. But oh, it's just such a fascinating, it's a fascinating rich space. And I'm so excited to hear about Palace's project because I'm about to learn a lot. I keep saying that, no pressure. <laughs> Palace is like, stop talking about me like this. <laughs> Maybe we're going to the replacements are like, that's Right. <laughs> yes, I did. I, I am doing this. Very good. Oh. No, but that's like, I think, really beautiful. I think, you know, inner child, I see that's, that's just, yeah, chef's kiss, you know, <laughs> how that worked out. But it's so true. I mean, I never really um, thought about, you, like, approaching the I see through, that lens before but it makes so much sense and it really is that tether to our younger selves and um and I, I would say even like the younger selves of our parents and like their parents and their parents right like because yes. that's the type of wounding that gets passed down through the IC um and yeah exploring that makes sense that that would be you know a way to explore different ways of healing um, some of those wounding, some of those those uh, inner child wounds. Yeah. Yeah, wow. we don't have and that perspective then, right? So it's like you can't. Yeah. 
that's also that invisibility part of that angle is like you don't know yourself or anything yet at that point when those things are happening. So as you move through and you're like, oh, <laughs> like that's, mm-hmm. oh. Yeah. Mm. And also, you know, as someone with a, um, a planet and detriment ruling my IC, like a lot of what you said really hit. It's like, yeah, there's just a lot of... Um, for me, like confusion, you know, with it being Mercury, it's just like so much left unsaid and so much like, yeah, I don't know, sort of like expectations, mine's on the midheaven without any sort of um, like, I don't know, with weird directions on how to get there, Mm. (laughs) basically, you know. I don't know. I haven't fully fleshed that out. But yeah, I don't know. That's a really interesting way of approaching it. So you did a series of like meetups or gatherings? Yeah, like that, little like... webinars or like kind of, I called them workshops and people submitted their charts and we like talked about mm. them together in real time. So it was really fun to kind of like explore together. It was basically like, I'm, I invite you to share with me if this makes sense and like, let's, t- let's chat this out. Um, so it was really fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Just a little series of kind of like, you know, little zoom hangouts, cool, <laughs> little, little cool. workshop webinar or something. But yeah. Awesome. Um, are they available for me to buy? Yeah, actually they're up in my, they are up in my shop now. Cool. <laughs> okay. Check those out. Cause yeah, it sounds like, there's probably a lot of rich examples and just nourishing um, information to, to seep into. Yeah. yeah. We kind of started exploring, like, the IC through modalities and through elements and, like, through sign and, like, what sort of things would be present here for this IC and, like, what sort of things would you want here versus what you, you know, what you got instead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it was a very, it was a really nice community um, kind of healing space of like oh we're all here and we're gonna be okay (laughs) Mm -hmm. do you do you feel like you could share some sort of um example I don't know I feel like I don't know the three of us want to talk about our ICs but I feel like we should we should share some sort of examples around like the type of work that we're talking about um but it is such a tender place so understood if it doesn't feel right. I think yeah. last time I was here, I was like, I'm the Pisces who will tell everyone my address. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I, I'm on Earth to overshare. Like, that's okay. Literally, that's what I'm here for. Um, but Palace, if you want to start, I feel like I've been, I've been dominating this, this space. So we could, we could do like a little bit, like a little bit of. I'll tell you about my project, and then we can come to some of our personal stories. Yeah, I, think it I like that. Blends in. Okay, also, cool. The project is all about personal stories. Okay, let's do that. Yeah, thank you for for um, running through that though, Taylor. I love that project. I love. I remember like seeing you posting about it, and I was like, "This is brilliant." And I think that's what actually gave me the idea to do this episode. Yes. So, planting yeah. seeds. I love it. <laughs> yes. Um, Palace, tell us about your IC work. In December 2017, right when Saturn entered Capricorn, right when there was a Venus Kazemi in Capricorn, mm. 
I had emailed a friend um, asking him for a book recommendation. And he called me at some point instead. We don't talk very often. Um, and he called me and he was like, how about you write a book instead? <laughs> I was like, I, uh. <laughs> it's like, I'm always asking for more books. This was him being like, mm, you've read enough books. It's like, it's time to there do go. something. And he, yeah, I know. God. It's time um, to do something with this knowledge. <laughs> he was like, so what, what would you write about? What would you write about? And like, immediately I was like, oh, I'd write about the IC. One, because in my own very early um, endeavors in research to find anything, and this is probably what you ran into as well, Taylor, is there's very little. Like, there's very, very little. And I've come to realize that part of the reason there's very little written about the IC or spoken about the IC is because it's really difficult to write and speak about. Mm. (laughs) So there's that. Um, But yeah, but also, you know, what was available... It's just, you know, my my clientele up until that point, I'd come to the IC in so many of those sessions. You know, we'd be looking at any issue that they have presenting to them that they want to be working with astrology as like a therapy modality, right? In themselves, like a DIY one. And we would just constantly end up at the IC. I was like, okay, we have to... And then, of course, my own story leads us there too. But, yeah, and so... I started writing and in a few months I wrote like 20,000 words and I was like okay cool but then because I'm mutable and you know have Jupiter sextile Uranus which we were just talking about um I ended up like on the opposite side of the country from my manuscript with a broken ankle in between astrology conferences in 2018 so the book didn't get finished wow (laughs) and by the time I got back to it in mm, early, early 2019, late 2019, I guess, um, for one, I was finishing my master's, so it was a whole other thing to write. And then I also realized that, like, my story wasn't enough. Like, I have, I have a sweet, interesting, mildly traumatic IC story, you know, but it's also, it's so specific and it's like, it's my story and it's not, yeah, it just, this was Chiron going over my IC. It was like partially writing the story, but partially being like, no, the, this isn't, I've seen this method and this way of looking work in so many of my client sessions. And like, I want to make this an offering to like the community, to my communities. And then being like they actually need to be a part of this this and so I was like okay great so I just took on like a major research project not just like writing a little like writing a zine basically mm-hmm. um and then in I sort of I started working more in it early 2020 but then 2020 happened and I was invited to do a talk on my research for inner sense healing arts in Chicago mm-hmm. Drew and Kelsey invited me to do that and that was the motivation to start doing actual interviews. And um, yeah, coming from my um, coming from my academic background, I have some stuff in like, you know, feminist qualitative research methods and things and critical ethnography. And so I was like, well, I mean, I guess I am sort of a person who could 
do this without being an asshole. Um, so yeah, so I started doing interviews and it was only with clients, like people who'd seen me for a client session before. And I did about half of them. And so that was like mid 2020. Um, and then I gave that presentation, the astrology of coming home. Um, that was, yeah, November of that year. And then I also started a Patreon to support the writing and the research which is like a really lovely space. And yeah, and then it kind of went away again because I went back to my master's, mutable stuff, just mutable things. And then <laughs> I went back to it when I presented at the Portland School of Astrology conference on some of, and like by that point, it had veered really into um, like grief work right? And so my grief work became like a huge part of the IC work. And I think this relates to Taylor, what you're saying about how inner child stuff became really popular during the pandemic. Uh, popular is maybe the wrong word. Um, it just like it, it, it got its like hooks in us, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that's because people were stuck like alone in their house and they couldn't run away from their inner child anymore. <laughs> they had to like tend to them, right? And so I think a lot of like the grief work that people turn to as well, um, was part of that too it's like oh wow when we can't do anything we like really have to face this stuff and so I think yeah like the work you're doing definitely topical to what's going on right now for everyone and I think like my work fits in in that same kind of like wave right so yeah then the past couple months I've finally gotten back to doing the rest of the case stories and yeah, I have, I'm doing one for every sign and I'm mm -hmm. doubling up on a couple of the signs for, you know, Pluto's about to enter Aquarius. It's like Aquarius ICs like need a little bit extra love, I think. Um, and then also because I'm sort of trying to do the ruler of the IC in the houses as well. Mm. <laughs> like I'm trying to do both, which is a lot. Um, but yeah, it's just like the stories are so special you know, and like, you know, from the, from your, the workshops you did, it's like the stories really make it. And that's because the IC is like, I talk about, um, I released like a little introduction, which of course will be all rewritten. Um, but I, I talk about how, like, it's not a place that you can know by like rational means. And that's why it's hard to like, astrology is so intellectual, right? Versus it's like, it's a lot more embodied and it's straight up unknowable. Like, you just, you really can't know. So it's like, why would I try to look at something that's impossible to see, right? Why would I try to know something? And it's, it's like to teach us different ways of knowing, right? And especially ones that like have been forgotten or have been like oppressed. Um, yeah. And so the stories I have, they're, they're just, they're just amazing. I just love them so much. Um, yeah so like diverse and just like astounding and the work people are doing to yeah I don't know I don't know if you have more questions about that <laughs> like just sort of in awe of those stories um, no I mean I yeah. think we're we're both in awe just by like yeah this whole process that you've been on and and figuring out how you know the the shape of this book and this work um do you, do you feel like you have like sort of like a core thesis around mm. this work or like even like your approach to the IC? Sure. Yeah. I mean, no. <laughs> 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 I 
<laughs> but I think that's part of it. I think that's part of it. Um, I mean, really, it's a response to like the privileging of the ascendant at midheaven, right? Like these are these knowable things. This is where the sun rises and the sun is the, at the highest, right? This isn't where the sun sets and the sun is the furthest away from us it can be. It's like there's a, and that just speaks to all sorts of things. Like you had Jason Holly on, right? To do the episode about sect, which mm-hmm. I actually haven't listened to, oh my but God, I did his it. psychologizing <laughs> sect series for Astrology University. Oh, um, cool. And like the way he talks about like night consciousness and twilight consciousness and how like day or solar or diurnal consciousness is, is in uh, like Western society so valued, right? And so mm-hmm. it's really speaking to, this brings in like patriarchy and white supremacy. It's like the whole all the things as to what builds that, um, what builds those structures. And so the ignoring of the IC um, in even modern astrology, right, is I think has to do with all those things as well. So Mm -hmm. being able to bring it out and talk about it um, in a way that like includes us, right? My stories are like all about it's like it, it reflects my clientele, right? Which is like queer living with disabilities, like trans, like, yeah, Mm -hmm. chronic illness, right? Majority, the book, the stories are, the majority are not white, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It's just like a, and they're all young. Everyone is under, I guess is, I think 42. So someone going through their, your honest opposition is the oldest Mm. case story. Mm. And yeah, they're just, they're not stories you see used as case studies and astrological stuff, right? Yeah. But yet, we are the, we're the consumers of astrology. We're the ones actually using it as a therapeutic modality, right? But in a way that's like, not subject to so many violences and systems that we've also inherited and have to live within, mm-hmm. right? So it's like, how do we, how do we survive? How do we survive doing that and like sharing stories and building relationship and um, yeah, recovering things and like, you know, coming home, finding a sense of that, that rootedness. It's yeah. So it's just, it's a Mm. book showing you a little bit of method, but mostly, yeah, pretty nuanced pieces of people's healing journeys, whether it's ancestral or magical or inner child work. Um, Cool. Beautiful. I that cannot was more wait. Than I thought it would be. That was great. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. That was amazing. Please I just can't wait her. for folks to, yeah, be able to buy this book. Absolutely. <laughs> and read this work. And I think it's it's so needed, um, this type of book in, in astrology. So yeah, thank you for making it. Yeah, honestly, like what you, you said at the beginning me. of that, just saying like, there's not a lot of there's not a lot to find about this so we we need we need you <laughs> we need yeah, you to really. give us the book I know and when you said when you said the thing about um how like you you talking about your own work was going to be an introduction to this work I was like oh my god is Taylor gonna write my introduction I mean <laughs> <laughs> our Jupiter and Uranus talk conspiring right now <laughs> literally we'll <laughs> talk Love I love this. Um, Amazing. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I, I, should we talk a little bit about our ICs and like yeah. our, our IC experiences? Because, um, yeah, I feel like we need to add some some more, mm-hmm. yeah, some examples to this. Um, 
I I'm curious to hear you guys' thoughts on my IC situation, <laughs> which is that you know I don't have any planets there. Um, it's at 18 uh, Gemini, and my by the way, I'll just say this now because I don't think it'll come up again. But I d- there was an eclipse right on my IC at at um, at 19 uh, Gemini last June June 2021. One, and um, I came home to my. You know, we live in the same house that we grew up with. That I grew up in. Um, it's been pretty much thirty. It'll be thirty years this June. I'm pretty sure that we've been in that home. Um, and we moved in during Gemini season, which I think is really interesting when the sun is in Gemini. Um, and yeah, so for the past couple of years, but especially this past year or last year when the North Node is moving through my fourth house, um, they've been kind of like demolishing stuff on my, my street, my home, my home street, like the, the little road I grew up on. Um, and so I came home again in September, you know, after that eclipse and it was everything across the street from our house is demolished. Um, and by that, I mean, like, it used to be just like woodland and like, it just used to be like nature. And, you know, I think there was like a swamp back there or something like there was just, there was a park, this park is still there, but behind the park, it was, it was like green, basically like forests essentially. And I come home and it's all just, um, dirt, it's just piles of dirt now. And they're building condos, they're building yeah, and so it. I was just like, wow, there was a solar eclipse in my IC in my childhood, like hometown is like completely changing. Um, I actually just got a text a couple like an hour or so before this from someone being like, sorry if I have the wrong number, but are you willing to take a cash offer for my home address, like where my family still lives? Um, <laughs> yeah, so just like been dealing with a lot of like, I don't know. It's weird. My, my family, like we just paid off the house to I say we, like I had anything to do with it. My dad just, just paid off of the, the house. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of interesting to think about, like at the same time, these eclipses were happening, um, North node and my for my fourth house. And I moved into my own place for the first time. Um, which has been extremely healing, you know, having, being able to, which we can talk about, but yeah, I guess that's just something I wanted to note. Um, but yeah, my, I see is Gemini ruler of my, I see is Mercury on my mid, my mid heaven. And, um, yeah, I have a lot of thoughts about it, but I'm curious if you guys have anything that comes to mind off the bat. One of the case stories is a uh, cancer I see ruled by a Capricorn moon on the midheaven. Mm. Yeah, there's like a... When I see that signature, and this isn't even taking into account dignity, right? But there is sort of like a, like a displacement, um, just ever-present. And I mean, a lot of people in this world deal with feelings of that. But when you have that signature, it's like, even if the home is is there and good and like relatively supportive by like you know modern standards 
it's uh, by millennial standards. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, there's like a, that feeling of displacement. So an eclipse rocking that, like on top of that already. I think that, mm-hmm. yeah, that's sensitive for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And thinking about what you said before about the expectations of that Mercury and sort of having to figure out how to get where you're going on your own. That and that distant, like knowing that you are across the country from like this home too, feels very much like that that distance that you were just describing, Palace. Um, and I feel like thinking about Gemini on the IC, I have seen people who are really interested in family stories or like really informed by kind of like where we came from. Like, what are these kind of word of mouth things about? who we are in our traditions and like mm-hmm. what we, what we care about. Um, and coming back to your Mercury, I feel like I see you talk about your family as like being really proud of where you come from, but I also see you having to, and again, as Palace said, like that, that displacement of like, but I need to go my, I need to go over here though. <laughs> like I, that's really important to me. And also like, I have to, I have to go. I'm figuring out my, I'm on this, I'm on the hunt for stories. I'm seeking out stories or I'm seeing where putting these stories into the world takes me next. Hmm. Um, So I think that's really interesting. Yeah, that's the, the distance piece I think is like crucial when it comes to an opposition and the need for distance and like my relationship with my family improved so much after you know I left home and I intentionally only come home for like a couple days at a time now not because I don't love the shit out of my family but because it's just more comfortable like the distance is more comfortable and that's something I've been learning um throughout time just thinking about oppositions and working with oppositions but yeah the the need to sort of you know, individuate or do something contrary um, to the family story is very loud, I think, for me. Um, yeah, yeah. Also, just to note, just kind of looking at, like, very traditional, looking at looking at it from a very traditional perspective, like, again, looking at the IC as the father, the ruler of the IC as the father. Um, my dad it's not like famous or anything, right? But he is very well known in his, in his niche field, right? He, he works, um, actually he just retired. He just retired during his Uranus return. He's 81. Um, but yeah, he worked, um, actually I should just note, he was born during the Jupiter Saturn conjunction in Taurus at 11 degrees of Taurus, which is where Uranus is right now. Um, and yeah, that like Uranus station basically is, was his last, um, his last time at work, which is really cool. Released him from that. But, um, but yeah, he, he's someone that like, he worked in the laborers union, um, and his local construction union, basically from like, I think he started in the sixties, <laughs> um, and worked his way up from like being a laborer to like, um, being the president of his local union. And so he knows fucking everybody. <laughs> um, I like, I could call any union office and be like, I'm Charlie, like I'm Charlie 
Tayborn's daughter and it's like I'm getting the most warm welcome and like best service you know what I mean like so yeah my dad although he's a very like Scorpio chills in the basement all day type of guy (laughs) is also like very well known in his field right Uh, ruler of the fourth on the midheaven um yeah and there's a lot we could say about the that too but another something else that kind of I think about a lot with the ruler of the fourth and detriment or especially in the midheaven in this highly visible place you know it's like the private becomes very public in that scenario so um I tend to have apartments that like I tend to keep my windows open you could say like I I hate curtains you know so thinking about like literally my private space (laughs) becomes like very visible and even right now where I live um it's like if you to come into my apartment complex you like walk down a driveway anyone who walks down the driveway can see directly into my apartment because I don't have anything (laughs) covering the windows and I have floor-to-ceiling windows right so it's like but literally like my private is public in a way you know and uh, that's a very literal manifestation of the ruler of the mid or the ruler of the IC on the midheaven um, that I just thought I sh- I would share. But yeah, I love that. <laughs> yeah, I think that like the extra layer, like I I like looking at like the ruler of the IC and then the ruler of the midheaven and then aspects between those two, right? Mm-hmm. Cause I, and I of course like the ruler of your midheaven is square that yeah so yeah that's like a whole other layer to that and I think that says something about um yeah the distance and then also the um what you've mm, one of the one of the sort of quippy things I like is that like uh the midheaven is like legacy and the icy is lineage mm, and it's yeah. like what the the thing about that is that they're sort of end up being the same thing um, yeah. Because of course we spoke about your, you two both spoke about like the intergenerational things we inherit, right? And that is that goes very, very that goes back to the dawn of time. Like, oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. But yeah, so I think especially in those aspects between the two angle rulers, we can often see some of that, right? And so this like relationship to work and this relationship to being public and how that relates to like distance and privacy, right? It's like, that's all feels like it's present in that signature with the square. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the rulers of all four of my angles are angular and in detriment squaring each other. <laughs> <laughs> so it gets really like all of it is kind of gets mushy, but, um, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm curious, Taylor, um, your thoughts on your IC ruler in detriment and yeah, just like your IC story in general, because, um, for you, it's, it's not, you know, an opposite science, it's adjacent, adjacent sign detriment. Um, and yeah, just curious about your, your story there. Yeah, absolutely. And fun, too, because the ruler of my IC is not on the midhead. <laughs> it is in that private space. Um, and in Placidus, it is in the fourth house also, um, which just kind of, like, adds to that feeling. Yeah, my Aries IC um, ruled by this fourth house, fifth house Mars. Um, a lot of... Oh, well, I'll go back to what I mentioned earlier about the fourth house 
signifying sort of like a, an unknown parent. Uh, and without getting too far into the drama of my life, um, I will state that I have two dads, and one of them was very consciously um, my like my guardian, um, my legal father, and one was my biological father, and I did not know him. It was very much a secret that it was happening. Um, they both have Aries Mars, so falling in that house also, just adding to that. Um, and so that whole sort of like where you came from is a mystery and now you'll meet this person and then you'll be separated from this person and this person passed a couple of years ago and so it remains sort of mysterious to me and having to kind of do that work on my own now. But um, yeah, that Mars in that, you know, I definitely feel that Mars in the fourth house in Placidus in the sense that, um, oh, and I should mention too that my Mars being in Taurus is opposite my Pluto in 10th in and Placidus as well. So that adds a lot of, a lot of fun. Uh, and is also trying <laughs> Neptune on my ascendant. So there's a whole, <laughs> it's a whole host of things. Um, but there was a lot of like Mars energy in my, in my early life, in my house growing up. Um, and I do understand absolutely like Pluto in my, in my 10th and Placidus and 11th and whole sign. Um, feels very connected to my mom. My mom is a Scorpio. Uh, my mom was very much like the more visible choice-making parent um, and the parent I spent the most, like the bulk of my, my childhood with, but also was like this very imposing force of like, you're not doing things the way that I would expect you to. And me being mm -hmm. like, okay, well, no one's telling me how to do things. So... <laughs> um, so there was a lot of Mars energy for sure, a lot of contentious um, energy. And interesting enough, my mom is a Taurus rising, so Aries is in her 12th house. Um, and also in Placidus, my moon is in her 12th house. So, like, I'm her, I'm her enemy. <laughs> like, I am, like... Um, but this is also someone who has said, like, I, she's never been angry in her whole life, which I find mm. very fascinating because here I am, like, why am I so angry all the time? Mm. Um, so that also, you know, that kind of makes me feel like I am embodying anger that maybe she wasn't able to or allowed to um, as like a as a biracial black woman born at a time when that wasn't legal and um, being a twin and not having agency of her own. And so I definitely mm -hmm. recognize or I'm sort of carrying out something that has been suppressed or repressed in some way. Um, so it's definitely been a... Um, Similar to what you were saying, Kira, about, like, I kind of have to go be on my own, though. <laughs> um, that Mars definitely added that energy. And that Aries, I see, is like, I have to, I got to, mm, I'm not staying gotta put. Go. Gots to go. <laughs> I gots to go. Um, and Pallas, since you mentioned um, kind of thinking about the relationship to the ruler of the midheaven, um, Venus rules my midheaven and is in my first house and is directly square that midheaven icy line. Um, and interestingly, like rules my rules my Mars in Taurus, but also is just at the point where it's about to enter into the orb of square. So it's like Venus at 27 degrees, which Pluto is coming for in, in less than two weeks. Um, but yeah, so there's there's also this sort of like... I don't know, because Mars didn't really have agent, didn't have any agency, why would it? Um, as a child, 
um, really linked up with that Neptune on the ascendant of like, let me be. Not, let well, do you, are you nice? I'll be nice to you. Like <laughs> everyone's mad at my house. <laughs> everyone's angry. Um, everyone's angry and like kind of off doing their own thing. Um, so that's you know that really brings me to that sort of double sided double two sides of the same coin that like I am an independent person I do have to figure things out on my own especially being ruled by a planet in detriment it's like nope I got to do this my way I'm gonna have to spend some time I'm gonna break it five times first because I'm gonna be (laughs) mad that I can't figure it out and then I'm gonna calm down and figure it out um but definitely um oh no I'm having a Pisces moment where it's floating in my (laughs) mind um (sighs) kind of figuring out like I am kind of left to my own devices and that is both good and not desirable everyone just mm-hmm. thought I would figure things out and it was like mm-hmm. I I actually have ADHD and nobody knows that mm-hmm. <laughs> nobody, my mom probably Relatable. has this and nobody knows this like what? yeah exactly I want to I want to say it to my mom all the time like you know you probably have ADHD but like None of me, a sister and I weren't allowed to get tested. We finally both did, like, on our own. Um, but I'm like, Mom, we get this from you. Yeah. yeah. Um, I hear that. That's real. But, no, I think something um, that I'm curious that if you relate to with your IC ruler in detriment being, like, your family just feels, like, is so different or opposite from, like, everyone else around you's family you oh know, my God. I couldn't even so talk different. about my biological father. It was mm-hmm. not allowed for me to talk about no one. All my, I have three sisters and they have the same last name and I have a different last name. Mm. Um, I didn't even meet my two older half sisters until I was like a couple years old. Um, and so, yeah, I was not like anybody. Um, yeah. I also, you know, my my both my dads are white. And so I the the surviving father is a psychiatrist and so I was definitely like private school kid surrounded by white kids who were like what what are you what, what is that um and really just like not yeah I think that's a really great point yeah absolutely not really being like other families um mm-hmm. and also like not being able to talk about family at all yeah I feel like um my mom kind of has her own sort of mental health journey that we won't go into, but I didn't I didn't have friends over as a kid. Like, it wasn't, mm-hmm. I Same. never had parties. Never had friend over. Did Like, just didn't, that just wasn't yeah. it. And so I would always have to go to people's houses, and it would yeah. kind of be like, why aren't we going to your house? And I'd be like, mm, I, I can't, I don't actually have language for this, so <laughs> I can't really tell you, but, like, I don't know. Um, and that actually, yeah, it was a point of contention in my friendships as a young person because, as we stated before, this is all happening to you before you have the perspective or the language to actually understand mm-hmm. it. And so I would be so weird and just, like, really flip-floppy, Venus in the first, like, who am I talking to? Um, are you my friend? I'll be your friend. Please be my friend. Um, and I felt like I was just sort of, like, constantly trying to find where I would fit because... And because I didn't really feel like I fit at home even, um, mm-hmm. but also no one was going through what I was going through. Like, no one had yeah. a secret father or, like, a, you know, who's, like, also a foreigner. So, like, what? Yeah. Um, no one had that situation. No one had, like, my black mother. So <laughs> it was just sort of mm-hmm. like, okay, I am 
strange. I'll just be over I totally, here. <laughs> I totally relate to that. Like, my parents have a 24-year age gap. No one I do had, you know, had that. And then, like, yeah, just having a dad that was a lot older. Um, therefore, I have, like, four, five older siblings, too, who I never grew up with. Um, I always knew who they were, but, like, you know, they were much older than us. And just, like, yeah, just, like, such a different family situation. Um, and also very secretive, too, about, like, just, like, don't tell people about, about your family. Like, that's just kind of, like, how it was. Yeah. Just um, Yeah. Yeah, so much. And then, of course, like, also not fitting in with the family, too. Um, there's... And then th- even things like, like you said, like, kind of being being black in a school with mostly white people, mostly like upper class white people where like that's not where we came from at all. Um, And then even within the family, this is why I think the double detrimental stuff comes in, but like even both of my parents like were the odd ones in their big family unit. Mm. So by that, I mean like they were the ones who kind of like got out and like were the different ones, Um, married the right person. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have the same type of troubles that their siblings did basically. Um, and so there, therefore our family within our larger family was kind of the odd one out in that we, we just did better, but we, we, again, I had nothing to do with this. Um, if anything, I, I, yeah, I (laughs) called my parents to lose way more money than (laughs) no, but, but yeah, like my parents, and our family unit kind of put it on a pedestal by like everyone else because of like how my parents do where it's like, you know, my cousins think that we're like rich people, Mm. which we're absolutely not. But like, then I'm like going to school with all these actual rich people. (laughs) I'm like, you know, there's so much, there's such a weird dynamic there around just like never fitting in no matter where you go. It's like, it's always going to be, opposite you know you're always going to be the odd one out in some way and having to reconcile that you know that's something I've had to kind of work with a lot just being such a a detrimental person um and yeah reconciling the fact that like there's always going to be this otherness um Mm. to like the major aspects of my life and yeah yeah absolutely um, Palace, mm. how about you and your IC, mm. <laughs> your IC I just story? Want to, like, take a second for just appreciation <laughs> for both of your shares, like care, Taylor, to all you shared. Yeah. Uh, thank yeah. you. We're hugging. So we're hugging. Right yeah, now. yeah, we're <laughs> hugging. <laughs> <laughs> Norway can't get her soon. Oh, I guess. Yeah. I'm just assuming you're coming to Norway. <laughs> yeah, are you coming, Taylor? I'm gonna be in school. It's, okay. It's. It's a bummer, but I'm there in spirit. Sometimes, yes, yes, absolutely. Mm, Okay, yeah. So you both have the rule of your midheaven square, your midheaven. I see. Fascinating. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. I'm like, what thread to pull on? (laughs) So my, I have a Pisces. I see. It's in the third decan. Um ruled by Jupiter in Aquarius which is I mean of course third house whole sign it is in the second by quadrant 
but it's also in Aquarius and retrograde, so it sure doesn't act like a benefic in the second. <laughs> but that's a that's a different signature. Uh. Mm. Yeah, so dignity wise, it's like most of my most of the planets in my chart are peregrine. So they don't really they don't really do much. My sun is in Virgo, but it's on the very opposite side of the sign. Um, so it doesn't have all that much of a relationship. It's in the it's in my tenth whole sign, right? But it's on the opposite side, so it's like super cadent. Mm. My Mercury is in Leo. Opposite my Jupiter in Aquarius. So that's oh my, my god. So my angle rulers are opposed and in aversion love, to their angles. I I just love a Mercury Jupiter aspect. Any of them I'm happy mm-hmm. about. <laughs> yeah. It's uh it's it's a good one. I, mean, yeah. I feel like anyone talks to me for five minutes and I was like, Oh yeah, that <laughs> Eric and Mercury Jupiter. Um yeah. I have the I, square, you have the opposition, Taylor has the co-present conjunction. Yep. Yeah. Oh my god, I love that. <laughs> Oh, what a good time. Oh. Um, story-wise, I was a really sick kid. Mm-hmm. I was, like, super sick. I was, like, I mean, Pisces, like, respiratory illnesses, pneumonia, um, all while I was an infant that created all sorts of fun things, uh, mostly to do with how I perceive the world and uh, spirits. Mm-hmm. All that, all that fun stuff. Um, yeah, really, I was like a nature kid. You know, I was always off by myself in the woods, in like a swamp by my house, you know? <laughs> oh, it, they're going to tear it down at some point, but no. there's a railroad going through it. So mostly it's unusable, so it's kind of safe thing. Mm. Yeah, the Jupiter, Jupiter definitely functions... Being cadent, being an aversion, I see it as like it's kind of off on its own kind of journey, and then it like it can't really like a planet in aversion, right? Like it can't really go home, in the same way that you know other planets who see the angle can at least have a relationship to mm-hmm. that. I see, right? It can be, yeah. The aversion is some of the trickier ones I think that I've come across. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't grow up in a very religious household. Like both my parents' families um, came from Catholicism, but it was very, you know, like sort of a Central Eastern European one that is mainly about like baking bread and gardening. <laughs> you know, it's like not really, it's not what you necessarily <laughs> think is Christianity. I'd be into that. I know. Christianity. <laughs> oh yeah. That's, like that's my, that's my mom. She's the, <laughs> yeah, she's that one. Break um, bread for de- Jesus. Yeah. And then, and then, my, and then my father's was like, I inherit. And so I associate the Pisces. I see very much with my paternal line actually. Um, and it was like very like Scottish Catholicism, right? So it, it's barely, it's more of a philosophy than a religion mm. at that point. It was very associated with um, like scholasticism and literacy and mm. uh, yeah, that kind of achievement and very like highly intellectual. And so that was kind of, I was like, okay, neither of these both give me kind of tools to sort of understand why I can talk to dead people, but like... <laughs> 
but like not actually, right? It like gives me a lot of tools to be able to sort of turn away from it, whether that's turn away from it from like, and turn toward like animals and plants um, or turn towards books, right? Mm-hmm. And it so wasn't until... house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Chiron came for my IC. There's a whole bunch of other things that are relevant to this, like to lead up to this story. The, oh, well, actually one of them probably is. There was a Uranus-Saturn opposition around 2010, 2011, which was at the end of Pisces-Virgo into Aries-Libra. And that was the first time I traveled really at all outside the country. Um, and I went to Scotland, and which was where this paternal line's from. And I literally, like, it was February. It's like, I didn't know what I was doing. I, like, stood on the shore, like, staring out at these, like, islands of my grandparents. I knew nothing. Um, and But couldn't get there because I hadn't scheduled it. And it was, you know, 2010. So Google wasn't all that great. And, yeah, so I, I couldn't get there. Um, and I was like, I guess I'll come back. And then Chiron on that... IC was a long string of homelessness. Um, I never, I wasn't without shelter. It was only like one night that I even got close to that. But it was um, between 2017 and 2020, basically. I lived in 80, I stayed in like 80 different places, really. Um, it's, it's a lot. Yeah, like that's not even, any, it sounds like an exaggeration, but like I counted at one point and I was like, I... Just, just a lot, um, which some of it was at one point it was, it became intentional. I was like, Oh, if I'm, if I'm not paying rent anywhere, I can living out of a backpack. I can go travel to all these astrology conferences to volunteer and to meet people, you know? And I took the opportunity, opportunity to <laughs> go back to Scotland. Um, and I got to Barra and this was summer 2019. So this was like right at kind of the tail end of it. Mm. And yeah, so I got back there and then I went and, um, I went to the faculty of astrological studies summer school and that's where I studied with Melanie and they had a track about, uh, the astrology of ancestral healing and like Mm. astrology stuff. And by that point I was like, okay, I had a health crisis early 2019 and it was like the... The, there was a new moon, my, my progressed moon was in Pisces, and there was a new moon in Pisces, and uh, yeah, I just had like a really super visceral um, visitation by grandmas, mm. and I was like, okay, fuck it, like, <laughs> I'll just, wow. I guess I'll just lean into this. Bring now, it in. Right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, I was like, I, I, of course I'd already started writing the IC book too, and I was like, okay, I see what's going on here. Um, yeah, and so that all, yeah, kind of came together. And then anything I do that leans more into approaching approaching the IC topic in a kind of collective way, right? Recognizing more and more how much of um, my own story is not my own story, right? Like releasing a kind of dependency on individualism that I wasn't so much raised in as much as other people who maybe grew up in like rural so-called Canada, you know, but it's still, it's in a lot of us. And yeah, the more I kind of accept that 
there's so much we don't and will never understand. Mm. And one of those many, many um, multitude of presences of various levels of the spirit world, right, are, it's just undeniable and living as if it's just a fact of life. And because it always has been to me, I just haven't been very um, open about it, but my writing about it, third, right, um, Mm -hmm. does seem to lead to amazing places like us having this conversation. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's a bit, that's a bit roundabout, but it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) truly. You're really good at telling stories. Third, third house. Ninth house, ninth house Mercury too, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pilgrimage shit. Definitely. Mm. Wow. That's beautiful. I mean, Mm. yeah, the pilgrimage for sure. Um, and the Chiron transit over your IC and just being without, without any sort of consist. That's when I met you during that. Um, I remember I actually completely forgot that that was like a part of your story until you just (laughs) brought it up again. But I remember, um, us talking about that when we, when we met and first started connecting. Um, yeah. And it feels like, I mean, Neptune kind of being down there now, you're still sort of dealing with like, mm-hmm. where the fuck am I? Okay, yeah. Cause you're still... Slow crawl. Because <laughs> you both have, yeah, late Pisces stuff. Um, yeah. Here's the hoping this, I was just going to say, here's the hoping this Venus-Jupiter conjunction brings you guys some, some mm. good luck in that arena. Um, what were you going to say about Neptune? I was going to say, because when Neptune entered, it's it's part of the story, too, because it kind of brings in the astrology stuff, um, which I'm sure your own astrology journeys are both tied into your IC signatures, too. So Neptune entered Pisces and then immediately opposed my son. And I was like, whoa, like it was so much. It was so, it was... so many things happened. So many things yeah. happened. Um, <sighs> but, of course, the further I got sort of into working with clients, I started seeing them like go. And the thing about Neptune transits, right. And Neptune aspects too, is like, you just forget about them all the time. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> all the time. It's like, what <laughs> Neptune square my moon. How? I thought that was like five years from now or like five years ago. It just doesn't happen. So, but eventually I like noticed it enough and I was like, Oh great. Neptune's going to come for my, I see. Uh, yeah. It's actually one of the stories um, I have two Pisces IC stories, which is, they're just, they're both so beautiful. Um, they're both Pisces IC with Jupiter in the seventh. Mm. Um, and they're both about gardens. It's just like, mm, wow. it's just so beautiful. Okay. Um, what was I saying? <laughs> Neptune? <laughs> Neptune. Neptune made me forget. <laughs> oh, God. Neptune literally yeah, of just because we invoke Neptune <laughs> and this is what happens. You call um, all the time. <laughs> but one, so one of the case stories um, centers partially around a Neptune conjunct IC transit, and I was like, "Oh, that's cool! I'll get to." And then I was like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> it's like, oh, yeah, uh, yeah, it's Neptune yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah, I hear that. I I also love that you brought up. Um, visitation from grandmother. So that happened to me actually with the Venus, um, the Venus retrograde over my IC. 
Um, and I actually was like living at home with my family for the first time since I had moved out for college um, during the beginning of the pandemic. And we, there's a lot of Gemini signatures just through like family members, but my grandmother has um, Jupiter and Virgo. She's a Pisces. Um, Virgo, Virgo lunar eclipse Pisces, but like mm. Jupiter, sorry, Jupiter and Gemini is what I meant to say. Um, so like detriment Jupiter. And then my, my, that's my mother's mom. My dad's mom is a Gemini Lillian. Um, she passed a long time ago, but her, yeah, she's a Gemini. So, um, her birthday is like two days before my sister's who's a Gemini and my sister's birthday usually falls on father's day. So I always feel a lot of like, just family stuff around Gemini season. Of course, it's also my, you know, fourth house. Um, but I remember finding her obituary um, or whatever that program thing is. I guess that's obituary, right? Where they give you at the funeral. I found that as I was living in my childhood home, right? Like my, my childhood room, um, once again, during this Venus retrograde over my IC. And I remember... Um, yeah, I started to like give leave her offerings and stuff. Um and I remember one day I woke up to someone like caressing my face in the morning and it was definitely her. Um no one was there when I opened my eyes, you know. <laughs> but but yeah, it, just the um just how the IC I bring this up just to kind of say like the IC is our connection to our lineage, like both lineages really. Um, but especially the, the paternal lineage, right? Like that's my, my, my dad's mom. Um, and there's just something really special about being able to sort of, you know, start to work with that side or either side really. Um, that I see a lot, I see it happen a lot with people who are in fourth house years or have some sort of fourth house activation, like a Saturn transit or outer planet transit through the fourth, um, just digging into your roots. It's really, it can be so healing. I love that. Yeah. I mean, from derivative houses too, if we're doing that thing, it's like your father's mother is actually your ascendant. This is the 10th from the fourth. So there's wow. like an interesting thing there. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's so beautiful. Yeah, the grandmas are. <laughs> I love this because I, as an Aries, I see, I, I spearheaded working with like ancestors or guides or trying to connect with lineage. Um, and I think that's another part of my Aries I see is that I do not know a lot of these things. And um, one, like my dad literally was a secret and so like didn't get those stories from him. And so we'll have to do that on my own. And, um, not really knowing, again, my mom sort of being the Pluto opposition to my Mars, like very much controlling the stories that she told us mm -hmm. about things. And later my sister and I realizing like what she told us doesn't make any sense this is weird um and so like needing to be the first person to really kind of like figure this stuff out or or creating a sense of lineage or digging it up for myself where I wasn't really handed it or where it's been 
distorted or like misconstrued in whatever ways. And so, um, yeah, and that's really, I really love that because I started doing that in 2020. Like I just sort of instinctively started in ritual. Like I was kind of like, hey, council, what's, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> and like they just started appear. Like it was very foggy at first. It was this like a, a table of people whose faces I couldn't see, and I was like. Oh, you showed up. That's cool. Uh, I can't see you, but I really appreciate you being here. This is awesome, <laughs> and um, this is so dope. And right around that time, I had a reading with um, Sarah Faith Gottesdiener, who is Gottes on on Instagram and does sort of like channeling readings. And she was like, "I'm seeing your guides, and like they're so excited. I've never seen anyone with more excited guides, and like." they really want you to be on this journey. And I was like, that's great, because I literally just met them. <laughs> so I'm so stoked. Um, so I really, yeah, I really like that in terms of sort of like, yeah, that lineage connection and figuring out what what those stories mean to you. And for me, I'm kind of like going through my own process of identifying them slowly but surely in Taurus. Just like, I'm making things for you. Yeah, I was going to say, I was like, <laughs> an artist too, right? Like that feels very connected Definitely. I definitely feel, um, like, since I've been doing this work, too, like, connecting with them, I definitely feel much more, um, much more guidance coming through and just, like, don't question it. Just make the thing and being like, what? I'm sure Uranus <laughs> coming through is also connected to that. Like, don't think about it. Just do it. <laughs> like, um, but it's definitely, like, connecting me with, yeah, ideas of, like, I didn't just make this up. Like, I'm clearly connected to something before me that I'm just exploring for the first time or that um, I'm pioneering this connection to to ancestry. So I love that. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, such reclamation work for mm. so many of us. Yeah, mm-hmm. my grandma was a Pisces too. I need to look at her chart again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I love that. Ah, so much mm-hmm. magic. Mm-hmm. So much magic. Mm. <laughs> Yeah. Do do you guys have any other like final thoughts, words, things to say about the IC that you want to leave our listeners with? Well, I guess that it ties in with the fifth house thing because I feel like we talked a lot about like an IC in the fourth, and then like a little bit about IC in the third too because it's just it feels more obvious, but. Um, I see in the fifth, I like, I don't see it as often period. Um, but there is like a, okay, I'm going to get nerdy for a second. So, <laughs> so by progression, right. Your IC will change signs like a couple times over the course of your life. Right. And so people with an IC in the third, um, at some point within their first few decades of life, it'll move into the fourth, into their fourth sign right? And then it might even get to the fifth. People with an IC in the fourth, it'll inevitably get into their fifth and then, you know, maybe enter their sixth. But people with an IC in the fifth, it won't by progression ever make it to their fourth, you know? Mm. And there's something like, there's something kind of poignant about that. And of all the ones I see, people who have an IC in the fifth whole sign, it does tend to be more the, of course, it depends on all the other factors. Um, but there is a, 
more of a sort of lack of priority when it comes to, or lack of presence when it comes to sort of fourth house matters in their life. And like, so art, like fifth house topics are kind of more important. And so are 11th house topics. Right. Mm. And so I see a lot of, I see a lot of like chosen family. Mm. I see a lot of like lovers and friends who are family, um, come out of looking at these like fifth house, 11th house signatures. I don't know. I just kind of want to like, I mean, you know, we're queers. It's like you, we want to kind of normalize. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, other than biological or other than like domestic families too. And I think that thinking, including in our IC delineations, aspects of the fifth house, I think is a move sort of towards that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I'm yeah. really happy you brought that up. Yeah. I think a lot of people are going to be happy that you, <laughs> you gave the IC and the fifth some attention. Um, I definitely see that too. Yeah. I, I keep having like, I'm like, I can only picture it in Taurus in the fifth house. I, I feel like I, I see it mostly with Capricorn risings, to be honest. Um, the midheaven in the, in Scorpio and the IC in Taurus, but obviously it happens with other rising signs too. Um, that just keeps coming up. Oh, Aquarius risings. I see it a lot too. Um, with the IC and Gemini. Ascension. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 That's a really good point. Um, yeah. Taylor, how about you? Do you have anything to add? <laughs> well, not that's going to add to that. <laughs> um, no, I'm just, ta- I'm honestly just taking in everything Palace has said and I'm like, oh my God, I can't wait to go read more about this. Um, <laughs> anything else? Um, uh, um, 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 just that I, just that I think, you know, for those who are listening, who have not given a lot of thought to this space, I, I hope that this kind of encourages you to explore all of the richness that's in here. Um, cause it is so much, you know, as we've acknowledged so thoroughly, it is so much, you know, this, fi- this, this like final frontier of the chart that, um, is not really externalized and so therefore is not really looked at so much. Um, but yeah, I just, I, I hope that this, like, broadens people's journeys into themselves mm-hmm. because it's so deeply fascinating. And as you said, Palace, like, there's no way to fully know it. Like, there's no way to fully know that space. And um, that's kind of part of, I think, diving into it is this, like... I'm never going to totally see the end of this, but I am seeing mo- so much of myself as I explore this. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah. Hell yeah. Hell Amazing. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you both so much. Thank this you. Is so rich and nourishing. Um, let's let the people know where they can find you. Taylor. Yes. Um, I am at That's So Pisces on Instagram and Twitter. And that is also uh, my website, That's So Pisces.com. Um, that's, yeah, I'm pretty much <laughs> eponymous. That's it. That's the one name you can find me. Um, yeah, absolutely. Cool. And Palace. I'm Nine of Wands. You can go to nineofwands.com. Um, yeah, what will, so by the time this comes out, oh yeah, the book, we're going to do a Kickstarter in April. 
Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So you can go to the website and either get on the Patreon, which will only be active for another couple months after the book releases or while the book's being released. Um, and then, yeah, you can get there or just on the mailing list to learn when when the Kickstarter's going to launch. I can't wait yes. for that. that beautiful <laughs> weather in April. Yes. Absolutely. Awesome. Beautiful. Thank you both again. Mm, thank great. you so much, both of you. Yeah, this was so nourishing, as you said, Kira. Like, just that mm-hmm. connection to source, I feel like. Mm-hmm. I am I'm refueled. I love it. You guys amazing. are amazing. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us, folks. I really hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah, great episode, right? <laughs> Um, and I'll just leave you, leave you with, um, you know, my normal, my normal pleas for liking and subscribing and rating us five stars and writing reviews. It all helps a ton. Um, we have some more good, good coming up for you over the next couple weeks. Yeah. Um, this season is going to be a little bit shorter than I originally planned, but that's okay because you guys are getting double the amount of episodes this time. So I'm sure there's plenty of you who are who need to catch up anyway. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. What else do I want to say to you? Check out my shop if you're interested in learning from me. Um, I have tons of classes and workshops and webinars available at astrology.com slash shop. Um, so check that out. Follow us on the gram, you know, all the things. I'm a little low energy at the moment. Um, I am a little under the weather. <laughs> yeah, I feel pretty shitty. So Sorry this is so low energy, but um, hopefully that amazing episode made up for that. (laughs) And I am looking forward to um, sharing the next one with you. So with that, I hope to see you in person soon um, or virtually and talk to you again next time. Bye, folks.